Video games. Nature describes them as a fundamental form of entertainment to take our minds off of just about everything for the sake of beeps and boops. And that is what we are talking about this week on Summer Speculation. The more you nerd. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The More You Nerd. We are in the midst of a little summer speculation as we're taking a little time away from from challenges and homework and things like that to get down into some of the stuff that may or may not be coming out as we focus this week on video games. Oh, man, those sweet, sweet video games, those video juegos that we spend so much time enjoying. My name is Drew, and I am joined by my buddy, my cohort, Miles. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to talk about video games. I've I've really enjoyed kind of um, just being able to chit chat, talk nerdy. And I mean, we always talk nerdy, but uh, if you are a recent listener to the show, we used to have a segment at the beginning of the show called Talk Nerdy to Me, where we just kind of chit chatted about our day-to-day nerdy lives and you know what we were watching or playing so this is kind of us putting that all in one month and i i had a lot of fun doing the tv uh we got some good responses about uh stuff that people were excited about and i'm i'm excited to talk about video games i this has been a weird i mean it's been a weird time for everything but especially for video games because unlike movies and books and comics there's not a, a lot just sitting on the shelf. You know, th- yeah. there's so many there's there are rooms and rooms of movies that could be released at any given po- point in time if a studio felt like it. I mean, we've known for a fact that they have sat on movies and then released them just because someone got popular. Jennifer Lawrence is a great example. Her first movie was sitting on the shelf for two years. X-Men First Class comes out. Oh, we're going to put this movie out now. What movie was that? I'm just curious. Uh, uh it's the I think it's called House at the End of the Street. Huh. Um, yeah, interesting. House at the End of the Street was a psychological thriller in 2012. Um, even though it had been completed in 2010. Well, there you go. So this, our lists, by the way, for video games, at least mine, are going to be way shorter than the TV lists because games take way longer to make. At least games above a certain uh, level. And they just going to get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So all of the games that we talk about that even have release dates don't count on those release dates because some of them I found incredibly surprising were coming out this year. Uh, So let's let's start off with talking about games that we are playing or have recently played. Miles, you got anything that's that's been in your uh, in your coffers? So both of us have been uh, making use of Microsoft machines a little bit this summer. Uh, Drew recently got himself a Xbox Series X. Yeah, I did. I, and have I told the story on the show of how I got the Series X? I don't know if you have. So there was a time period where video, the new video game systems, PS5 and Xbox Series S or X, were not actually being sold in stores. They were just being sold online. And I just happened to Google, you know, our 
Xbox Series X is even sold in stores and Google's banner at the top of of the page was my local target with an Xbox Series X in stock. And I just kind of was like this. And keep in mind, I was only looking at this because the Starfield announcements, uh, Bethesda's Starfield game, it's a Skyrim in space uh, game. Uh, we're, we're out and uh, and I was like, and that was only going to be Xbox and PC. So I'm like, oh, better give me an Xbox. And now I have me an Xbox because they had it in stock just by weird happened to be looking at that time, which uh, is a little wild considering how difficult both of these consoles are to get right now. Yeah. And we briefly touched on this when we did a, a smidgen of an intro that mentioned E3 or the not E3 that happened this year. And Microsoft's conference made a very good case for its Game Pass. And I know some people might be rolling their eyes and saying that Game Pass has been good for a while. I understand that. Um, I am I am a Sony boy. I will always be a Sony boy. Yeah. And I've had PS now for about two years. And while it is admittedly, admittedly a very niche service, I am a fan of that niche. However... When I was comparing after Drew and our, our uh, friend and former co-host Mike got their new Xboxes, I was kind of comparing the two things because they were talking about what they were playing. And I was like, you know, Sony said that, that the PS Now experience would be integral to the PS5. And, you know, we're nine months in and it hasn't happened. And I have an Xbox One that has been collecting dust for a very, very long time. And I only have it because... I, I didn't have to pay for it. I got it for free. Um, but. So I decided to cancel my PS now and. Pick up Game Pass and. I got to say, I've been playing a lot of I still I still all my opinions about the Xbox have remained the same. I still don't like the controller. I still don't like the UI. But I'm enjoying the heck out of Game Pass. Yeah, man, it's it is a smorgasbord. It's, of- it's good of games and uh one of the games i've been playing the most lately is a game pass game and it's yakuza like a dragon yeah that one's on my list because i've been a long time fan of this of the franchise and have been trying to get you to play it for the better part of a decade so (laughs) i don't know about that i have i have said numerous times that you need to play this game well well the problem is a lot of the yakuza games just weren't coming out here with with any they well, so when four finally came out, they started coming out in succession. There was about a year difference between the Japanese release and the American release. That that window is getting smaller and smaller. And yes. I think Like a Dragon came out simultaneously, didn't it? Uh, I believe so. And Like a Dragon is also one of the first games in the series that I have noticed. And I could be wrong about this to actually have an English language dialogue track, uh, which which uh, zero. I think that- I- zero that i was playing does not have <laughs> but uh i you know what i i don't know if i even i ever bothered i i know the first one did um but i don't know if i used it it's, it's one of those he, things where it, it doesn't matter i turned it to japanese dialogue because it was weird seeing well you're playing Yakuza a, a Yakuza characters. game in, in in japan and half the time i'm reading subtitles no matter what game i'm playing anyway yeah so, for sure so so yeah. so this this game and I'm going to tell folks about it because I mean it's one of the biggest games of the year. Uh it is so the Yakuza game franchise is about like Yakuza people 
basically going around and doing nice and friendly things for their community is how I'm going to describe it because it's it's really strange. I mean, Miles is rolling his eyes a little bit, probably because I haven't gotten too far into a lot of the early Yakuza games. I was, I was, I'm just happy to hear. So, like I said, I love this franchise, and this franchise is it's so Japanese and so Sega. Yes, it's it's a wild franchise, and it has just now been really starting to take off. In, in the States, like it's always had a cult fan base, but starting around five or six and especially when zero came out, the, the franchise has been getting a lot more attention in the West. Yes. So so but the Yakuza games have mostly been combat action games mm-hmm. where you you're you're one character and you are, you know, doing button presses and you're doing like melee combat on the streets of Kamarocho or wherever it happens to be. Yakuza like a dragon on the other hand, is a little bit different in that it's a JRPG. It's a legit, full-on JRPG. There is a class system or a job system. There are, are levels. You get into random battles. <laughs> it, is, it is wild what they do. And I love it. It has a particular style that... It's... It's just it's sillier. It's lighter in in the way that it handles the whole thing than than at least again, I've only played like the first third of Yakuza Zero. So it's it's not like I can say that it's, you know, that different from from this Yakuza game or that Yakuza game. But I have a sinking suspicion that when you come across uh, <laughs> when you come across a guy wearing one of those wearable billboards uh on the side of the road and it turns out that it's a random battle and all of a sudden he turns into a monster called either a killboard or a shillboard that doesn't happen in yakuza zero and i don't think it happens in any of the other yakuza game this game is very special it's very funny and i uh i'm i'm way into it and wish i could be playing it right now one of the the trials of being <laughs> an adult is you have less and less time for video games, yeah. which which makes me sad because I am finding so much that I am enjoying playing. I one game that I picked up this past week that's been out for a little while is called uh, Subnautica, and it is an ex- exploration survival game. You crash land on an alien planet uh, that's entirely well, not entirely, but mostly water you're in this ocean and you have to explore to basically get supplies and parts of your of your your ship that crashed so you can learn what you can craft and it's just this really cool survival game that i was pouring hours and hours into like it's it's a complete time vampire but it's it's so relaxing and it doesn't it's not entirely punishing and that's what I like. It really focuses on exploration. And it's a beautiful, beautiful exploration game where you're just scuba diving and looking for stuff. And it's such a chill experience, despite that, you know, there are things trying to kill you and you can run out of air. But despite all that, it's got a very, very relaxed soundtrack and it doesn't really force you. Like there's nothing there's no counter, Like there's nothing counting down. to Oh, you have to do this by this date. Yeah. Other than you need to be able to find food and water, which is generally pretty easy. And 
unfortunately, uh, the Xbox One decided to have a little bit of a conniption when I was loading up my file and it erased my save. Ooh. And I lost about 15 hours. That's a bad so miss. What I've read is a possible thing you can do is uninstall the game and reinstall it and see if it syncs up to your cloud save. So hopefully that's the case. I've also heard stories of people losing their saves entirely, which that's is no good. A, a real bummer. But I have been playing that and um, catching up on some games that I've just missed, uh, like Ori in the Blind Forest. Which I've heard is fantastic. And there's a sequel, uh, Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Will of the Wisps, well. yeah, uh, which I'm looking forward to playing. It's a uh, Metroidvania, very beautiful forest-like setting. It's all about forest spirits and and kind of putting the forest back, bringing the forest back to life. Uh, I would say a lot, a lot of comparisons could be made to Hollow Knight, but there there's almost no bosses. And I found that the combat, and generally everything about Hollow Knight, it's a little tighter. Uh, what Ori really has going for it is some of the movements are are really fun to pull off and it's very very fluid but mostly it's just an absolutely visually gorgeous game it's very light and pretty whereas hollow knight is decidedly not (laughs) (laughs) um but i've had a really really good time and it's it's definitely making me look forward to one of the games that will be on my list in a little bit because i've missed playing metroidvanias i think i played uh symphony night last year again just for something to something quality in in that respect yeah it's 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 funny i i have been done i did for like the first two days downloaded a bunch of stuff from xbox game pass and then i have stuck with yakuza so much that i'm i'm pretty i'm gonna finish it that's my goal is to not make this the netflix of games where i want or play the first 15 minutes of everything and then just never finish anything uh, but uh, and I think that might be my next thing, because I've only played a couple of the Yakuza games. I kept up with the franchise, but I'd really like to go through them. And I might start with like a dragon just because it's such a different, it looks so fun. It's such a different experience and it's so weird and fun and funny. And I love it. Um, it, it looks like it. Um, it's going to be between that and Yakuza Zero which I have been playing on PS5 or PS4, PS5. Uh, and it I'm enjoying it, but it is it's a lot slower than I was anticipating. Yeah, these these games are a little I don't, I don't want to say uh, laborious, but they are. They have a very deliberate pace and it's not as they as take, you might they be take used a while to. To, to get going. Um, I will say uh, Sleeping Dogs just as a as a off set. Mm. Off set is a game that everybody should play. It is yes. fantastic. Utterly fantastic. I love sleeping my, dogs. I, I think we I think we have a difference of opinion in what my problem is. I wish your decisions actually mattered. Mm. Like the, the ending is set and I wish the missions you chose to, to take because you have this counter on whether or not you do more missions for the police or whether you do more missions for the triads. Doesn't I wish matter. that affected the ending. Yeah, um, it doesn't. So know that going in, I guess. But uh, yeah, so so because, for, for example, there is a story point that happens early in the game where you you're doing both missions, like you're doing some Yakuza missions or triad missions and you're doing some police missions and the triads catch on to it. And so I was like, oof, OK, 
I'm kind of into what some of these guys are doing. I'm not going to do any more police missions. And I didn't do any more police missions for the rest of the game. Mm. And then to find out it doesn't matter. And, and I feel like it's good to spoil that because I, I want people to get a more full experience. And I, I, I want to replay that game because it is, I think, the best GTA-like that I've ever played. And it's also a subject matter that I'm really interested in. And honest, honestly, I like it more yeah. than GTA. Yeah, side story, Sleeping Dogs is a Yakuza-like game, except it's based in Hong Kong and deals with made by a different company oh is it it's not square Enix, well i mean it? it's it's it was technically the third uh true crime life on the streets game no or, or true crime streets of la true crime streets of new york and then this was supposed to be true crime streets of hong kong that's and, how uh, that's how the game's development started off and they keep promising a sequel for sleeping dogs but we haven't seen it but uh there's a sleeping Same. dogs hd that has been in some form of announcement forever um but anyway we're gonna well, move well, on to that came out for ps4 a sequel, not a remake. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and there's also supposed to be a movie with Donnie Yen that I still haven't seen or, or heard from. Yeah, which I think Donnie Yen, I love Donnie Yen, but I think he's too old to play the character. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. I think the character's supposed to be like 22. Yeah, the character's like fresh out of the police academy or working on the, the, the L.A. beat before he gets shipped back to Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I, I keep meaning to go back to that game and, and, and replay it because it's it's such a wonderful experience. So, yeah, uh, if, if you're into those kind of stories, yeah, Sleeping Dogs is excellent. The Yakuza series is excellent. And honestly, because this is going to the sequence is going to come up. Judgment is also really cool. And yeah. Drew, I think you would probably dig it as I, well. I want to play Judgment. Um, uh, I. But I feel like I need to get more into the Yakuza verse before I do that. Um, sure. I, for, for other games I've been playing, because I, I feel like I need to talk about this. Because. Oh, man. Um. Gang, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword ain't that good. It ain't that good. I played the um, whole so here's the thing about Skyward Sword. I think the game itself is fine at best, but the problem is when you have a franchise that is full mostly of games that are great to excellent, a game that is just mediocre, just, and I understand that you know, it was made for a specific system doing specific things. And at the time was fine. And it kind of sucks that, you know, a game that's just fine is considered. It makes it such an exponential, much more of an exponential failure. But see, the, the problem with Skyward Sword is that it does some things exceedingly well and mm -hmm. it does other things exceedingly poorly. And, and part of that it was the motion controls on the original with the Wii Motion Plus and all of that. The motion controls are way better in the Switch version. They're way better. But they still. There are still so many annoying inconsistencies with how you're supposed to use the motion controls when it comes to combat that I just I, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Also, I think the boss, the boss demise looks dumb i think it looks like a big uh big furry potato it looks dumb i'm just gonna say that it's dumb and i don't and i hate fighting <laughs> it because it's dumb um but then you have really awesome like the the there is a a pirate ship dungeon that exists in two different time periods and that is one of the coolest dungeons in the entire game in the entire series it's so neat and so cool but then 
I I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for this 10 year old game that has just been remade. But yeah, Um, my my, my attitude about I'm not super hard on Skyward Sword. And honestly, for a franchise that is as quality as it is, if that's really the and and I don't count the CDI games, if that's the worst you've got, you know. That's okay. it's bottom four Zelda games. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 right it's it would probably be on the bottom of my list too it's better than zelda 2 i love zelda 2 i know you do but you're wrong um (laughs) i'm not wrong um i mean it's it's right there with link's awakening how how (laughs) dare you how dare you Uh, what's talking about how to do a, a a remake right that that remake is is pitch perfect I'm, I'm I retract the thing that I did to the camera. <laughs> Drew was, was flicking me off because he thought I was going down one path. And because I, I recently played Link's Awakening and I haven't touched Link's Awakening since the 15 minutes I played it in my friend's uh, mom's car 30 years ago. Um, and I had a wonderful, wonderful experience with that game. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I wish more Zelda games did that. Well, there are two more Zelda games that did that. I mean, they do, <laughs> but like I like that there's more character interaction. So part part of the reason that Link's Awakening was allowed to be as weird and and different as it was is because they a lot of they were folks, kind of unsupervised. <laughs> they were kind of unsupervised, and and a, a few folks didn't know that they could do what they were doing with that game, and they basically made a classic. And I appreciate it. Um, yeah and i mean not to say that there's not character work in zelda games but i'm just i was very impressed especially considering how little they changed from the game because you you told me this is pretty much pitch perfect remake oh totally. and so i knew that they had basically taken the game and just did it and i i really appreciate a lot of the flourishes that went into that game and i watched the gaming historian documentary on it it's really really cool how this game came together and I, I, I have a soft spot for the off-kilter weird Zelda titles, and this is definitely one of them. But I also, I love Wind Waker. That's one of my personal favorites. I like games that are just a little bit different than what most people would consider a common Zelda game, even though, as we said in the Zelda 2 episode that we did earlier this year, I don't think a common Zelda game really exists. I would disagree with that. Um, I know. But... But I also think that Zelda games operate in eras, and I think that there there are common Zelda games, and then there are very different Zelda games. But there are common Zelda games amongst the the the, their similarities. Wind Waker is one of my favorite games. It's probably in my top three Zelda games. If it's a hundred percent my top three, especially the HD version, which I wish would get a Switch release. Speaking of games that have release dates. Oh, see how that happened? That's a segue mm-hmm. so good. I just want to lean forward and roll. Uh, let's talk about games coming up, specifically ones that have release dates. Now, yeah, we're going to take a little time out and talk about how release dates are one thing, but we're living in COVID times right now, still here mm-hmm. in 2021. And, and we're we're getting announcements by the day of of games getting delayed. I think was it last week that uh, Halo got delayed? Uh, something like that. I, the, none of these release dates are set in stone. 
And these are the games that are lucky enough to have them. And one of them that I want to talk about first that I'm kind of excited for because it's it's kind of weird in that it is a 4k like ps5 update but also includes new content and that's ghost of tsushima director's cut yeah so this <sighs> august I'll, I'll, august let me, let me, 20th that this is out uh so this month as you're if you're listening to this currently let me, let me start off by saying that ghost of tsushima is an absolutely stunning pitch perfect beautiful experience i don't know how much of a director's cut i need from an already plentiful game but i I, i'm curious to see what they add well it's a sony first party studio so and i will tell you guys i played ghost of tsushima's ps4 version on the ps5 it's crisp it is. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The frame rate is a solid 60. It moves so amazingly. It is a fan freaking tastic game. Just the PS4 version on the PS5. When I think about what they might do to add more PS5 enhancements to that when it comes to load times and things like that, because load times weren't even that bad. I just that that's principally what I'm excited about. And they are adding a whole new island of content and new story content, which I think is really neat. And I'm excited to see that despite the fact that I haven't finished the main game and I still need to do that. But I'm still like an act two. the time (laughs) I'm in act two, too. I like I'm in act two, but I've like unlocked nearly everything except for like the whole I don't even have the ghost mode that you're supposed to get. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I'm, and that's the problem with a lot of and again, what I kind of appreciate about the Yakuza games is it's open world, but contained, whereas a lot of those open world games, I, I, I lose track of them. I yeah. stop playing them. And and as amazing of as an experience as Ghost of Tsushima is, with my limited playtime, I just couldn't keep up. Whereas with like Spider-Man and uh, Miles Morales, super contained. You've got this, this, and this you can do, and then yeah, you can do other things if you want. But it's a really contained experience, and and I think I respond at least in my my twilight years mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> much more to that because. There's so much to do in Ghost of Tsushima, and I, I mean, more power to you if you got the time for it, because I wish I did, because it is a beautiful, beautiful game. Definitely. Um, Miles, you got something you're looking forward to yeah. that uh, has a release date? Yes, uh, I have a few, plenty of things, actually. But uh, the first one is coming out, I think, next week. Um, and I believe this one is going right to yeah august 19th and it's going right to game pass if i'm not mistaken and that is uh the annapurna interactive game 12 minutes Hmm. this is an interactive thriller about a man trapped in a time loop and so it's kind of like the stage play that you're you're continuously living through but finding different angles and avenues and and possibilities each time you play through it um i think they compare themselves to majora's mask 
when mm. I was listening to the developers talk about that. So it's not going to be a, a super, super long experience. And most Annapurna games aren't. They're usually anywhere from six to 12 hours max. Um, and this has the prestige of having the the three main characters, because there's only three characters, as James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe, as a husband, wife, and a police officer. And it's this interesting mystery that looks like a blast to play. I, I love these kind of mystery games. This one's going to be from a top-down perspective. And so it's it's a kind of detective game that we haven't seen a lot of. And I'm really, really, or a mystery game. You don't play as a detective, I don't believe. Hmm. I'm really, really excited about the possibilities of that. And I, I, I liked seeing uh, Annapurna, you know, slowly build their studio because they're 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 an um they're a studio that i have an immense respect for and they just put out so much stuff that i am in love with from donut county to uh kentucky route zero to what's eating edith fitch like they put out some gems uh cyanide wild hearts was awesome so i am Anything that they they are they have a finger in, whether they're developing or they're publishing, I am I am super super excited about. I think we saw this on uh, Jeff Keeley's initial stream before the not E three happened. Yeah, I'm not, this one I'm not familiar with, so I'm gonna have to go look into that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited about it. I, I'm I think in the last couple of years, my taste has veered much more towards the indie and, and mid-budget games more so than the so-called AAA titles. Uh, yes, um, I think I think we have talked about this personally. I don't know how much we talked about it on the show. I'm still very much a AAA big-time hashtag gamer guy, but... Uh, I mean, you are and you're not. Yeah. Um, but the, the next game I do have on the list, I believe is a AAA title of some of... I can't, let me see, see who's putting it out, but it's a Ghost Runner. Isn't that already um, out? No, it's not Ghost Runner. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I think they're putting out a PS5 version. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and so I didn't pick it up initially. And I'm I'm really, really excited to see this in a higher, you know, like, the same, for the same reason that you're excited about Ghost of Tsushima. I could be 100% wrong on this. I, it might have already released because I've been really bad with some release dates. Uh, because the initial game came out at the end of last year, and it looks really, really fun. It's kind of a cyberpunky uh, action platformer with more focus on co- combat than, say, Mirror's Edge, because it's from a first-person perspective. But I, it, it's one that I've been, I've been wanting to, to get into. Um, do you have another one that's coming out in the, in the very near future? Oh, I do. And speaking of taking a long time. To finish a game. Psychonauts 2 finally releases on this August month, 25th. Psychonauts 2, a game that I backed on Fig to help create because I liked Psychonauts 1. <laughs> yeah, I remember playing it. And it's it's gonna be Game Pass 2, isn't it? Uh yeah, which I'm so glad that I spent money on it when I did because I could have just played it on Game Pass. You don't know yeah, the you things. Spent money that, you like know. five years ago, right? <laughs> um, longer than five years ago, I believe I backed it on Fig in like 2015. 
is when the 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 production of that game really started you know what's so funny i i said five years ago meeting 2015 forgetting it's 2021 yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's longer than that family uh i, oh, I and, and just a reminder psychonauts one was an original xbox game original xbox and they have also they also did that ps4 uh uh vr ps vr uh psychonauts yeah. and the rhombus of ruin that i did not play and i'm not sure that i ever bought i probably bought it stupidly even though i never hook up my ps4 vr anymore but uh but no psychonauts 2 is finally out and i i'm like i don't know how to feel because it's like it's been so long since i played psychonauts 1 but i don't know if it even matters how long it's taken um just that it's finally definitely maybe almost kind of sort of coming out on august 25th and that's pretty good for me i um speaking oh well i have some long time coming ones uh down the road there's one that i put this on my list because our friend mike is probably one of the only other people aside from you that might play it with me and that's uh, uh, Alien Fireteam Elite. Yeah, that that's actually getting some pretty decent reviews. So when they announced, oh, I think it was on Alien Day that they were putting out a new Alien video game, I was a little hesitant because outside of Alien Isolation, Alien doesn't always have the best track record with games. It 100% does not. Shall we talk about the bad Alien games? Oh, gosh. I mean, that could... That, that could be a whole month of odd game outs. Uh, <laughs> but they they posted that they were going to put a trailer for their new online shooter game, which I was kind of already. Oh, this is this is going to be a, it, it, a mess because we all remember Colonial Marines, Colonial Marines with the dancing aliens that just <laughs> trot around. It's also not a full 60, 70 dollar title. It's like yeah, a it's 30, 40 dollar title. And from the trailer, it looked like a really good survival shooter that you play with your friends. And I could see the three of us because I think it's a three three person game, isn't it? It's three or four. Uh, I, I can't remember. Three, I think it's like a three or three, three or four team. I think it's three teams, three, three person teams like going through like different, different hives or spaceships and stuff and fighting off with limited resources, the aliens and you might also have the option of playing an alien. I can't remember if they're bringing that back from the old uh, AVP, AVP games. But I was I was kind of taken aback by how cool it looked. And so I, I think we all kind of said, well, I'm not going to spend $40. <laughs> but we know as soon as one of the three of us pulls the trigger on, on that $40, it's, we're going to fall like dominoes. Well, I think we all needed to see reviews. And like the fact that reviews are coming in decently positive it's like well maybe i mean yeah I, i'm i'm really really excited about I the did, possibility I, that I did miss the pre-order bonus to get vasquez's bandana but you know god i see it's gonna be one of those things where you skip dumb stuff all the time that someone had for two seconds in a movie i i i know it's gonna happen <laughs> it's yeah I, I i get that but i mean we play Plenty of the game we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, we put plenty of Destiny, so we've played in fire teams. Plenty shooting aliens. Why don't we shoot the cinematic aliens? And so I'm, I'm tentatively excited about it. 
I don't know if I'm excited to spend 40 bucks unless it just pops up on Game Pass week one. We'll see. I mean, a plenty of things happen that it, way. If, so. if, if that happens, well, then <laughs> let's lace up, boys. And then away we go. Uh, what you got next? I am excited. I'm weirdly excited. And I don't know how this is going to go down in my household. Because this is a game that requires being played by multiple people in a one place. It's a Nintendo Switch title called WarioWare. Get oh, it together. Yeah. Uh, coming out on September 10th, it is a new WarioWare game for the Nintendo Switch. There's a new WarioWare game coming out. People are very, very excited about some new WarioWare. WarioWare is just the oddest strangest some of the most fun video game times i had in college were playing the gamecube warrior game with a bunch of people because uh, i think even then if you did pass the controller you could have eight people playing that game and just the weirdest zaniest just like quick quick fire games that have nebulous concepts between behind what you're supposed to actually do with them and the whole fun is just do like half the fun is doing it wrong and it being funny to the people that you're playing with and WarioWare get it together uh, is is adding even more to that with special character abilities that each of the the playable characters are going to have like I'm, I'm I'm excited and I hope that they keep the the spirit alive We'll see. I I I do too. Uh, coming this, I think the same day as WarioWare is is my next title. Uh, I, I, which I just don't have a say, a lot to say about WarioWare because I haven't played it in so long. I think the last one I played was a DS game. You're about right. They have not released one in a long time. Uh, and I so the party Nintendo games have always been a little bit of a problem for me because I like specific ones. Like with Mario Party, I like certain ones. I don't like a lot of them. Sure. So it's it's sometimes uh, tough for me to 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 say how much I like you know some of those party games. Um, but moving into a little bit more of a <laughs> serious direction, on the same day, uh, Life is Strange: True Colors comes out, mm. and. Th- although this this could have been put out by Annapurna, it's uh, by Don't Nod Studios, who's owned by Square Enix, and. I I love the Life is Strange games. They are these amazing, emotional. They're not visual novels and they're not even walking simulators because they're they're these interactive stories because you do things with your character and everything that you do has a consequence. And at the end of the of the end of your playthrough, you get all these percentages of like how many players did this as opposed mm-hmm. to that. And it's fantastic. But you my experience with them is that they are wonderfully written, emotionally charged stories with uh, beautiful, beautiful aesthetics and an amazing soundtrack. And the what I have seen of Life is Strange True Colors is more of that and, and possibly even more so be, because it's dealing with the emotional spectrum. As well as I think there's going to be an actual music element to the story. It's going to be a murder the, mystery. I, I believe the main character we see playing guitar in the in the thing. Now, my question, Miles, for you is: Did they license the song? I'm not sure. I suppose we'll see. 
Yeah, uh, but that some of those games can always lead to interesting things happening. I saw Mark Hoppus playing uh, The Last of Us Part Two, and there's a bit where you can play guitar. So he started playing Blink One Eight Two songs on there. <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing, right there. On, on his pretty, stream, I thought that was pretty great. That's pretty fantastic. Uh, but, uh, as, as September, I, th- I think I only have what one more left on September. Uh, I've got one more in September mm. and then I've got one more. In, uh, I've got one more in October. Uh, so my September one is actually one that got pushed back recently. And this is a, an interesting one because the more I see of it, the more I'm like, eh, okay. But I still really like the style of the game. Okay. I think we're about to talk about the same game. Cool. And that game, it comes out on September 14th. It is Groundhog Day if it was a first-person shooter, Deathloop. (laughs) With, like, Grindhouse, like, advertising. Yeah. So I'm I'm really, really... When this was first announced, I kind of didn't pay a ton of attention. As I've watched more conferences and stuff, and this one keeps coming up, it looks cooler and cooler. Like, it's got this cool like 60s mod aesthetic that it's that's throwing out but it's it's it's, it's like if suda 51 did hitman well it's it's the same crew that did the dishonored games and very clearly the the powers that the the that your character has in the game are based on the dishonored powers there's some teleportation there's some of this there's some of that and and it just but it just looks so rad and it, it does. But it's also like. But Microsoft bought the company that made the game and in a year it's going to be on Game Pass. So do I want to spend $70 on it? That's the thing that it's like it's a PS5 exclusive for a year. But you know what's going to happen at the end of that year. So do I want to spend the money on it or do I want to just let it go and then come back around to it? And I just don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to likely wait to holiday season where it's about 30, 40 percent off and buy it then. Yeah, that that is probably what I will do as well. <laughs> 70 bucks is uh, is is it's, it's such a such. Yeah. And, and, and that's that's one thing about this generation I want to talk about a little bit is I it's not that I don't. I think the hard work of large teams deserves to be rewarded that I completely stand by. However. I have not seen a game yet that looks vastly different of an experience or an improvement of an experience from the prior generation. I've seen some beautiful looking games, but nothing quite yet has been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put the extra $20 or or $10 on, on, on this. And... I can tell you right now, uh, judging by how they did uh, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man 2 will probably be 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 that game for me. Oh, man, that I mean, add that to the games, the no release dates, because who knows when that's coming out. But well, boy, I mean, technically, they, technically, they've only announced that they're making it. So like I, I, I that one gets a pass because we just know <laughs> that it's in production. Uh, but yeah. they they we, turned around and gave us Miles Morales in, in pretty quick succession. And that game was gorgeous it used some of the controls from the ps5 it it utilized a lot of things and some of them were just quality of life things from the first spider-man game but it it definitely made a difference for sure and and it 
this is not talking about games that came out a year, two years ago or a year and a half ago or whenever that game came out. This is about talking about new games. We will talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales too much right now because that game was great. Um, I mean, did we talk about it in the Maury's? We probably did talk about it in the Maury's. I think we spent a lot of time on, on, on Miles Morales in the Maury's. The Maury's. Uh, so I only have one more game on my list of games that actually have release dates, Miles. Do you have oh. anything else coming up? <laughs> yeah, I have a few. All right. Um, well, uh, first one, which we'll gloss over because we talked so much about this uh, franchise. Uh, Lost Judgment, the second Judgment game. Uh, it's a spinoff of the Yakuza series in, in a fashion where you play a detective and uh, solve crimes. And, but, but just imagine the Yakuza style, but you're on the other side of the coin. And that maybe it's, it's, it's and that maybe elevator in a, pitch. Yeah. And then maybe in a few scenes, some Yakuza characters show up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the elevator pitch. There are some very, very big differences. But I, I mean, I just like I mean, I'll give Sega this like I wish they were still making consoles because one, I just love Sega and I love their consoles. But two, they have a specific style and like they they are so. Devil may care about putting specific Japanese style games out like they used to. And I love that about Sega. And man, I love I love these games. I love all of them. So I'm I'm super excited about that one. And the other one from uh I think comes out a couple weeks later is uh the Dark Pictures anthology House of Ashes. Now, this is from the same supermassive games, same studio that, that brought you uh, Until Dawn and the prior two uh, Dark Pictures games, uh, Man of Medan and Little Hope. Man they of are, Medan is a game that I would really like to play, but have not gotten to. I believe it's on Game Pass. Well, hot ham water. <laughs> <laughs> they make I, I call them interactive horror movies because that's what they are it, they are um, a, a degree different than the life is strange everything every decision you make does matter for the most part but you are basically living a horror film and it's not like a survival horror uh, game this is a very different experience it's almost I mean it's, you're, you're, it's an interactive horror movie it's the best way I can I can put it and I know that sounds like, well, what's the difference between that and like Silent Hill? It's because Silent Hill really is a game. This has some set paths that you have some control over, but it's not like you can, oh, I'm going to get this pistol in this part and I'm going to do it. You know, it's it's a little bit different. There are things you can get, but it is a little bit different than a survival horror experience because it's a little more scripted. It's a little more on the rails, mm. I guess is the way I would put it. You are being led certain paths. And you can choose which one you do. But they are generally pretty cool experiences. Uh, both Dark Picture Anthology uh, games were fun so far. They're not quite as good as Until Dawn. Um, House of Ashes looks to be really interesting. It's a It takes place during a conflict in Iraq. And you play both sides of the coin because these soldiers get trapped in a series of caves where they unearth an ancient folklore legend and doesn't seem to care which side of the coin you're on because it's going after you. Well, so yeah, it should, it should be interesting. I, I mean, there, there is a couple, the every game I think I have to talk about from here on in terms of games with actual release dates 
uh, it is a horror title. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me go ahead. Uh, just go for it, buddy. Name name them off, and then I will round us out with the the final game that has an actual release date. That is maybe sure. the most surprising game that has an actual release date that I found. Okay, and if it's not, then I'm going to name the the other one that I think is surprising has a release date. Uh, Fatal Frame: uh, Made in the Black Water is a remaster of the last Fatal Frame game that was, I think put on wii u uh the wii u controls were pretty awful so i've heard that the switch version is going to improve on basically everything so i am very very excited this is a franchise that has been long dormant it's the 20th anniversary of the series and the creators have promised that there's supposed to be more stuff so we will see and the other one which kind of surprised me because i ignored the first one was dying light 2 that's that's an interesting one Dying yeah, I watched a longer trailer for it, and it looked really interesting. Dying Light is a game that completely passed me by, but Dying Light 2 looks so much more involved and epic in its scope. It, it looks Yeah, and, and I'm sick to death of apocalyptic zombie stories, but this kind of sandbox game looks really, really good. And I'm excited to play it. I think this one, I, know, I think the first one's on game pass so i might play it before this the first one comes out second that's one comes probably out. a good idea <laughs> i i don't think it's connected i think dying light 2 might be a, a brand new story but there's a lot of aspects where it's not just a zombie shooter game it's also a survival a survival game and i'm really curious to see how how they do that um and and techland's a publisher i I think they're part of Ubisoft. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't know that to be true, but I just don't know that. (laughs) Um, I I could be wrong. They they have had some popular titles. They did the Call of Juarez games and they did uh, Dead Island. So they've had some some actual success. I don't think they are owned by Ubisoft. Um, And then uh, their their first title as an actual game publisher as opposed to just being a, a hired developer uh was uh torment the tides of numenera numenera get yeah. some tcrpg stuff in here yeah well i mean it's got a little monty cook more nerd connection we've had him on the show before and i heard really really good things about that game as well so i i am i i think a a survival story in a, a post-apocalyptic zombie setting can be good. I think we've just had so many tepid zombie stories in the last 25 years in video games that my initial reaction is to be turned off. Yeah, I I, I feel that because it, there's... I don't know, there, there's enough zombie games that it's hard to do something that people, the others aren't doing already or aren't doing better right it's such a it's such a complicated that's what made dying light 2 look so interesting because it was on one of the streams uh it during uh not e3 and it showcased yes there are some shooting uh, elements but there's also a a lot of different cultures in this city that you're 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 messing with and some of them you, you know if you if you do certain things you don't even have to come across them and you can do a variety of different survival techniques. You can do diff- like you can basically do it's a complete sandbox game and not sandbox in the way that like you would normally think of, of like GTA. Like there's a lot of decisions you can make 
that completely affect your gameplay. And I think that's that's really interesting. And I'd be I'm at least willing to to give it a shot. For uh, sure. That comes out December 7th. All right. You got any other games that have a release date on your your docket, Miles? Yes, but I don't know if it's the one that you're talking about. Well, mine, that your surprise has a release date. Mine, I was so surprised as a release date because it only got announced a couple of months ago, if that. It that, might be. That is a game coming out on October 26th. Maybe. We'll see. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Square Enix is not exactly batting a thousand with their Marvel licenses. So, so they're not, but this the team behind this game is the team behind the Deus Ex games. And the more recent Deus Ex games have been pretty good. All right, they've been, yeah. They've been pretty story-focused. They've had the RPG kind of level-up elements, the 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 the... The, the skill trees, the the equipment rosters and things like that. Uh, it, it's not I think this, it's not it's not the Avengers live service game. This is like right. A, and I, I think that that is going to help the game. And I, even though I made fun of it during its way too long announcement, because <laughs> it was what, 35 of a 40 minute uh, conference. The the choice to focus on only on playing a star lord is probably a good good option yeah. yeah and i say that because having played the avengers title a handful of characters felt all right and some of them felt pretty good but i it just it was such a fractured experience and especially when it was trying to be like a destiny like at the same time where it's like oh you need to do these things to level up and stuff it just it, it was trying to have its cake and eat it too, and it it just kind of fell flat. Even though some of the narrative, specifically with Kamala Khan, was excellent, I would I would be much more willing to see a streamlined, focused Guardians of the Galaxy game. And as much as I love the other characters in Guardians, I mean the movies make it pretty clear who the main character is. Yeah, yeah, it, it looks interesting to me specifically because I like the Deus Ex games and I like a single player focused story based thing that is not i mean i say i like a game that isn't play the same level over and over again despite the fact that i play destiny a lot yeah, you know. yeah i can't I, I i can't i can't make that argument because i, I played the same level so many times in one evening yeah it, it, you know over doing stuff over and over and over again but that is amazingly maybe kind of sort of out october 26th which is wild i, I I don't, I don't I know that that are, date is going to stick, but we'll see. I also think a lot of a lot of studios are being much better about not announcing some stuff until it's ready. Or as we move into our games with no release date that we need to kind of rapid fire the games with no release date. Got one more with a release date. Oh, you do. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah. That wasn't the one you were talking about. All right, go for it. And then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it? the uh, And it's also one that was announced a few months ago. And. Well, it's been on and off in rumored development for a while, but that's Metroid Dread. I had a feeling that was going to come up. It's October 8th. The fact that they announced that, like, this game is coming out, it's coming out soon, was like, I don't know, it took me, it took me by surprise because they had, they had hinted at that there would be some Metroid news. And other than, all right, we're going we're gonna to see the title card for Metroid Prime 4 again. 
or a prime trilogy re-release uh, which i'm i think we'll get when they have a release date for four yeah i think you're right about that uh, i also think because this is what they did last year is by the either the end of this month or the beginning of next month we will we will get an announcement of some kind of zelda release don't get me started on this i can't I can't go off on this. They, they they did this for Mario. They announced Mario 3D All-Stars and it came out three weeks later. It was a very rapid fire thing. I would not be shocked at all if they did the same thing for Zelda. I want it. I want it too much for I, it to be I do, true. I, I do, too. I do, too. Like, I can't I can't I can't put my faith or hope in that. So hey, I, I, under, I understand that. But I'm just based off what they did last year it seems like something they would do again but metroid uh dread looks to be a brand new metroid game and <laughs> i i mean that in the best way possible because having inspired an entire subgenre of games along with castlevania we haven't had a proper metroid no, 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 game no 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 i want to pause you right here miles because Castlevania only got the Metroid treatment with Symphony of the Night and later. Prior to that, they were just oh. Castlevania games. The the Metroidvania is just a Metroid game, baby. Uh, you need to play Castlevania two and three, son. Nah, and four. I don't. It's fine. It, they, they <laughs> Symphony of the Night is is what perfected it. But it it was not the first one to do what what it does. <laughs> so uh, so with that, that takes us out of games that actually have release dates. Release Just dates. Talking about how excited I was about the game. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Because you cut me off with your. <laughs> um, I know I'm, I'm extremely excited because this is I mean, Outside of the Prime games, this is the first full-on Metroid game that we've gotten. Because Other M wasn't this. You know, it wasn't a 2D side-scrolling Metroid game. And the last, I think the last one canonically is what, Fusion? Yeah, Fusion and... Uh, or Zero Mission? Because Other M was... A, was that a remake? Other M was a Wii game. That's the one with the, the Moe Samus yeah that, that and th there were some 3ds games that that came out well they remade uh samus returns yeah which was metroid 2 um yes uh for the record um which which did pretty well but but mm -hmm. there was there was metroid fusion and metroid yes, other I m I, I think i'm trying to because because I'm, I'm trying oh, to play. Wait, th there was there was there was a game that wasn't a Metroid game. I know what you're talking about. It was some weird little. Uh, it wasn't a tower defense game, but it was it some was the sort... multiplayer game on 3DS with all the, the people. I wasn't I even talking Federation about Force. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to place because we have Metroid Metroid 2 on the Game Boy uh, Metroid. Uh, well, Super Metroid, Super Metroid, which is technically Metroid three. Yeah. And then there was then Metroid Fusion. Fusion and Metroid other M M and Dread. And then so for the outside of the prime trilogy, you also had uh, the Metroid pinball game, Metroid Prime Hunters, which I think was just the Metroid Prime game ported to the DS. It's a DS game, and I believe you are right it well no no it takes place in between prime and prime 2 
Well, there you go. So, yeah, I, I'm really excited. It's it's one that honestly kind of caught me by surprise when they announced it. And I I'm excited to play some more Metroid. Having having been playing games like Ori in the Blind Forest, I'm I'm ready for proper Metroid to come back. I would also love for Castlevania to do the same thing. But Konami doesn't care about video games. And we'll talk about that in just a second. <laughs> so. So that is so now we are wrapping it up with games yes. that actually have release dates. Yes. I have a few games that don't have release dates. Miles, I would like to rapid fire these. Let's do a game and a sentence and then go through these as fast as possible. No. Um <laughs> I think I think the one that you and I can actually spend a tad time, more than at least a sentence, is while we don't have a, an actual release date, we do know for a fact it's coming out, and that's Destiny 2 The Witch Queen. Yes, uh, this is the latest expansion to Destiny 2. They're finally going to pay off, hopefully, fingers crossed, kind of, sort of, maybe, pay this off. Is a, this is a make or break for Destiny 2. Uh, both Drew and I are pretty big Destiny stands, but this is something they've been building to for a very, very long time with a, a lot of subtle threads four years and if they don't stick this landing i could possibly see some people leaving the game it's not just subtle threads there are very very oh no unsubtle threads unsettled threads too but like also some things of like oh did you hear that character singing sabathun's song yeah like there's 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 a lot that's been going on for years there there are some really amazing destiny 2 story elements that are happening just in the background of the game right now which are if they don't if they don't pay this off, oh, it's gonna suck. I, I think that's why they. I think that's why they delayed it for almost a year. And you know what? If if it's to if it's to get this right, by God, delay it. Because I'm fine taking some time off playing Destiny and maybe not always going all in on a season. Because this season, I kind of pieced out in the middle of. Um, yeah, I gotta finish it. <laughs> I, I, I do too. But it's Destiny Two. I, I mean, the Destiny universe is. I, I would say. Uh, one of our favorite video game experiences. I mean, it's it's we've been playing consistently for what eight years now since launch of Destiny One, yeah. which I don't since even remember what it launch. was. Since the beta alpha, we, it was we, the alpha. We were in the alpha. We were in the alpha. So, I mean, because the first the first game launched, I believe, in 2014. So it's been about seven years that we've been playing this game pretty consistently. And this year, there was no big expansion or even a minor one. So they've been doing these seasonal content releases, which have been much better. And it's it's keeping people at least playing a bit for for the time being. But I mean, they really have to bring it with the Witch Queen. I think this is going to be a real. It's also, I think, their first full development of a major expansion without any input from activision so i think i think i I think beyond light was started while they were still part of activision that could be true i know it released after they were out of activision yes it was released after but i think it was a a matter of like they got out of that thing maybe that summer and that still came out like november and also good work Bungie. yeah yeah (laughs) good on you guys uh so Um, uh so to move I'm on excited. to another game that is 
it, it could release tomorrow. It could release in two years. I just know that it's about to happen. Horizon Forbidden West has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Just recently pushed back into next year with no actual release date because it keeps COVID fam COVID it. it, it right. I, I can't wait for that game. I'm so excited. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. I cannot wait to play Horizon Forbidden West and see Aloy in wonderful 4K 60 frames per second or whatever they decide to do with ray tracing, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just mostly excited to to get back into that story as this future post-apocalyptic world they've created that is so unique and interesting that and really there's nothing like it. I'm I'm really, really excited. Am exceptionally <laughs> and this is I'm right that recording it on this day. I am very curious to see what abandoned is. Uh the 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 long rumored is it Silent Hill? Is it Kojima's Silent Hill? Is it is it what is this game? Is it just a first party Sony thing that that Sony is intentionally trying to hype up? We don't know. And today was supposed to be the big reveal after they had canceled their June reveal of this game, and some suddenly they have technical difficulties. Maybe the game doesn't exist. Maybe it's a cr- an incredible grift. I mean, it's possible. It, it has been the bane of most people's existence for a good while now. Uh, so I just want to see what the F it actually is. It is supposed to be some sort of survival horror game. Uh, it has been uh, tinfoiled, hatted to death by fervent Silent Hill fans as to whether or not it's some form of a Silent Hill game. I don't know why they think that is the case. I mean, I do know why, because I've read extensively about it, but it's just <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. Um, it's been a a constant part of my daily routine. And so uh, the, 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 the joke in our text thread has been, well, you know, uh, maybe this is a Silent Hill experience and it's just the demons we made along the way. <laughs> um, but Drew, I know a game that, that doesn't have a release date that you are looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Maybe not the that game. Not you're, expected, maybe but, not the game no. you're expecting. But, is that already uh, out? No, it was supposed to be oh. out last summer. Did yeah, not okay. come out. Uh, okay. It, it it had QR it had codes that released alongside Lego sets to unlock things in the game when it came out that were advertised. Uh <laughs> that the game is still not out. No release oh. date. It I don't know what's going on with this game, but I guess it's going to happen at some point, but I hope. Uh, but man, it is taking its sweet, sweet time. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I can say for that. It's a Lego game about Star Wars where they're redoing the entire uh, Star Wars saga in Lego from all of the previous games and looks fun. I like Lego games. So the Lego we'll games see. are a blast. Uh, but Miles, I, what did you think I was going to say? Final Fantasy 7 Part 2. Oh, yeah, but that's like that doesn't even have. I was limiting it to stuff that's already been announced. (laughs) Been announced. 
I mean, it's been announced. <laughs> Obviously, I want Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I, I, but... I figured. I, well, so I figured the last games we were going to be talking about are kind of games that we know are coming out, but and we know Final Fantasy VII Part Two, or however they want to call it, and Square as as per usual with their shenanigans are, are giving every possible version of this game a dumb name. The PS5 version was called Final Fantasy VII Integrade. Which is a real word. Integrade is a real word. I'm not saying it's not a real word. I'm saying it's a dumb one. Okay. Well. Um, So for me, this one has been announced for this year. uh, But due to recent current events, I don't think it's going to happen. And that is Open Roads by the Fulbright Company. Oh, yeah, that's like a app. Yeah, um, it is a, a mystery game about a, a a road trip between, I think, a mother and a daughter. And I mean, it's going to be as as Fulbright games usually are between Gone Home and Tacoma, super story driven with a lot of emotion and probably a lot of interesting puzzles. However, uh, and you can you know look it up uh, the polygon piece on the current situation, uh, things at the company are a little hectic so i would not be surprised if this affected the release of the game uh which is is too bad because a lot of great people have worked on it and it looks genuinely wonderful because all fulbright's games have gone home was a masterpiece tacoma was a fantastic science fiction game so i'm very much looking forward to open roads and i think i only got two left for for me true uh name them because uh because i've only got one left and uh and then we uh, gotta wrap this this shenanigan series Uh, up tonight so this will be a sentence long because it was supposed to possibly be out the end of the year but i think covid's pushed it back and that's the aew video game all elite wrestling uh i'm a big wrestling fan aew is my favorite promotion and they are looking to release their first game and they are using devs that worked on some of the most popular wrestling games of, I would say, of all time. Um, the devs are mostly from a, the director of WWE No Mercy for N64 is long uh, considered one of the best wrestling games of all time, and they have hired him as a supervisor. So I am really, really excited for that. And the other game that I... I put on this list, it's honestly, it's it's not coming out this year. I hope it comes out next year. And that's Witchbrook. Oh, is that the uh the the Cappy Games? Not Cappy Games, um, the uh the company that put out Stardew, Stardew Valley. Valley. Yes. Uh Witchbrook is basically like imagine Stardew Valley, but it's about being at a magic school. And it's it's basically a life simulator in the same way that Stardew Valley was. It's just focused on witches and magic and stuff. It's it looks so great. And I I like the improvements they made to their actual design. And I know that uh the was it uh concerned ape who who developed Stardew Valley was going for a specific style with that particular game. Uh that dev started work on Witchbrook, but then decided to leave to focus purely on stardew valley and a a stardew like 
which school magical school type of game is incredibly up my alley it looks precious i want it to come out as soon as possible yeah i love stardew valley now the, I, the witchbrook was not on my radar because it wasn't concerned ape but you know we'll see we'll see how that happens yeah i mean he's, he he was i mean i think it was his idea and he started the de- i think he started the development but then soon left he had another game that he was working on, but I don't know that it was ever confirmed that it was Witchbrook that he had started work on. He supposedly still has something coming that that is not Stardew related, but then he keeps working on Stardew stuff. So I don't know. We'll see because he released that whole big, huge Stardew Valley update this year, which is like massive Stardew Valley update. But we'll see. Um, yeah, it, I, I might have to just restart Stardew Valley in preparation because I, I, I don't think we get this game before 2022. Probably not. Uh, but with that said, the last thing on my list and maybe the biggest game of next year, or at least the biggest advertisement game of next year. Uh, and I only mention this because both Miles and I have Game Pass. Halo Infinite. Pushed back. Will it be I, next I, I, year? I'm not going to lie. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played the last. I haven't played three or Halo. four Halo games. But yeah, I mean, once Bungie left, I think I gave a, a game kind of a shot and just didn't really care for it that much. I mean, I know the game has its fans. It's fine. It's 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 certainly not awful. I just it's not something I I thought you were going to talk about Elden Ring. Um, oh, I forgot about Elden that, Ring. That does have a release date, but um, yeah, I mean. There's a point where I wouldn't mind going through some of the Halo games, but I tried replaying the first one and sometimes you just can't go home again. No, you can't. Uh, Mostly because I kept trying to melee with the grenade button. and. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I would try to play as if it was Destiny. Also, uh, the fact that they never updated to where, like, if you press like left trigger, you can like zoom in a little bit. It's aim down sights and Halo Infinite is supposed to have aim down sights. Oh, no, thank you. Pass, pass, pass. You don't like game down sights? I couldn't hear you say no, but I saw you say no. You never aim down sights in Destiny? I always have like left trigger held on. And yeah, left trigger is aim down sights. Oh, is that what they call it? Yeah, it's you aim down the sight of the gun. Oh, OK. Yeah, I exclusively play that way. Yeah, um, oh, that's why I was like confused that you're like, no, oh, I don't sorry, like sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't play a lot of shooters, so some of the terminology is outside of my purview. Um, I mean, I know it's funny that I, I, I talk about Destiny all the time. But that's literally the only shooter I really play. <laughs> um, and so and I guess, yeah, when, that's going to I guess we need to talk about Elden Ring. Elden Ring looks cool. I'll probably pick it up because. It looks cool. I don't know. Yeah, we talked about it on our not E3 uh, intro. Yeah, it's it's the new game from 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 uh, from, from software with world building by George R.R. R. Martin. And. If from software is doing a game, it's likely going to be incredible. It's likely going to be very hard. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's that's all we'll say about that, because, you know, we'll see. So with that, we are going to wrap up our coverage, our, our summer speculation on video games. Uh, and let's talk about what we're doing next week. Miles, are you prepared? 
am not, because I know someone's got a birthday. That is correct. We are going to be taking a trip into the past, Miles, to a series created for the BBC in the 1980s that never got released. Except for a brief stint in Peru. Written by renowned horror maven Garth Marenghi about a hospital called Dark Place where a bunch of crazy nonsense happens. We are going to be watching the six-episode series Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, available on Amazon Prime. I am... So excited. So I have being a, a horror person, I have constantly heard people talk about this show. I think I was up late one night and I think I started it, but it was too late and it had imbibed too much that I, I fell asleep pretty quickly. Um, I am a big fan of the people involved in this show. It's not a show that I've seen. So I am I'm so, so excited to to check this out. Same. I have seen scenes from it but i oh i assumed you'd seen it because it was your birthday challenge no man (laughs) i just i like i've been looking for an excuse to watch this show and that's what i'm using this challenge as i it's so funny because i've been looking for an excuse to watch this show too yeah man we're doing it you and me buddy we're doing it i've seen the first episode in preparation for doing this as the challenge i just i i cannot wait to talk about this i it is so many people that you know and love and i'm gonna i'm not gonna name them because i want people to experience it uh mostly because i've been working on my accent Uh, please don't do that no it's bad it's (laughs) bad um maybe next week i'll have finally locked in on it uh so that's what we're going to talk about like i said it's on amazon prime at least it, it was the last time i looked earlier today fingers it's crossed. streaming it somewhere I, I believe so i'm i'm not super super concerned about the availability i say that and watch yeah it's on amazon prime yeah garth Marenghi's dark place m-a-r-e-n-g-h-i is how you spell Marenghi, and we are going to be covering that next week on the more you nerd uh so with that said miles let's end this show as we Always. No, no, we got we got to talk about how to talk about. If you want to contact us, you can email us at themoreunerd at gmail.com. You can talk to me on Twitter at themoreunerd on Twitter. Facebook.com slash themoreunerd. You can buy our merch at themoreunerd.threadless.com. So without further ado we are going to end this show as we always do with a rousing nerd Nerd out. out